Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. Hope everybody's doing okay out there. And uh, hopefully you got a chance to see our Prog From Home concert that aired on May 9th. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast significantly after May 9th, the show is available on our Prog Report YouTube channel. Just search up Prog From Home and uh, you'll see a great show, which actually features uh, the act that uh, we're interviewing here today, at least part of the band. Uh, Haken, uh, Charlie Griffiths, and, and Ross Jennings appeared on the Prague From Home concert doing a uh, cover of Queen's Is This the World We Created, which is beautiful. Uh, and also Ross's band Novena appears on the podcast as well, doing a track called Sundance. Um, but on this podcast, which we recorded about a month ago, uh, but is only airing now, um, I'm speaking with Rich Henschel and Charlie Griffiths, the two guitar players from the band, on their upcoming album, Virus, which comes out on June 5th. How are you guys doing today? What's going on? Doing good. Cool. Easter festivities. Just making made some chocolate eggs. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't even know what day it is. It's, uh, it's, it's every, crazy. Every day is Easter. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny? I mean, if you remember... If you remember back to just a month ago when I saw you guys in Orlando, yeah, and we and I asked you guys, you know, it was sort of just just coming around here on the news, you know, the virus thing and what's going to happen, but nothing was canceled yet. And I remember we talked about if the cruise would still happen or whatever, and you, we all seemed like, ah, who knows? It, it seemed like the cruise could even still happen, which was only a couple weeks from then, you yeah. know, and and. Uh, Man, if it didn't, if it things didn't explode a week later, I mean, it was it's unbelievable to think back. Yeah, yeah, man, it's just how uh, you know we were kind of blinkered, I guess, by what we're told in the media. I suppose what it, and that's what it boils down to. You know, it's. Uh, you so know, what what happened on the? Um, while you were on tour. What was what sort of happened when did, you know when did you find out the news that it was over that that it was cut short and and what was the scramble like to to you know ship your gear yeah. back and get back home I and mean, we had that all come down. It was all very sudden actually. We were in Nashville and we were hanging out with our old uh, sound guy Jerry, and we went out for the night and we were completely oblivious to everything. And I think we were in a bar somewhere and we saw saw a post about the show in San Francisco being cancelled. So we checked it out and um, yeah, it all been cancelled. I think all the shows above like 500 capacity have been cancelled in California at that point. So we we're like, okay, this is a bit worrying. But then we didn't really think much of it. And then the next morning, uh, we got a, a text or a message on WhatsApp saying, yeah, the whole tour's cancelled. Just out of the blue, we weren't we weren't really ready for it at all. So we had to just suddenly make all these plans and um, fly back the following day. So it was all very manic and a sudden, mm. sudden end to the tour. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was, and it was such a good tour. I mean, I happened, I caught one of the last shows and uh, I mean, you guys went over amazing. The contortionists were, were great as well. And Devin is, is always great. Um, what a, what a great show for, for everybody to see such a, I mean, yeah. and, and certainly it's one of thousands that were canceled, so it is what it is, but, um, mm. but yeah, we were, we were having a great time. It was all, it was all going swimmingly. Yeah. At, at that time, uh, uh, you know, you were getting ready to announce what is now the, the new, the new album coming out, uh, called virus, yeah. which had to have been on your minds that. You know, here you have this album you've been working on for two years. You you knew the concept was the concept from from a long time ago had nothing to do with anything, and all yeah. of a sudden you have 
you have this on your hand. So uh, th that must have been weird as you were leading up to the to the first announcement. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, oh man, it's like you know, we kind of, you know, of course, this, you know, the concept of the album is is just like a metaphor. You know, we, we kind of had using kind of the uh, virus and the kind of terminology around it and the kind of science behind it as a kind of metaphor for what's going on in this guy's mind. So it's not really anything specifically to do with a, a, an actual virus. Right. Um, so we were just kind of using it like metaphorically, but then of course, you know, now it's kind of uh, so prominent in everyone's minds and uh, in the news and, every, you know, you can't, go through a day without hearing about it, you know? Um, so it just puts a whole new inflection on, <laughs> on what we've done, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. You know well, we, I don't think, uh, from what I've seen, I mean, I don't think you've got, you've, you have gotten any backlash or anything from it. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think people are reading too much into it really from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's just like a kind of uh, bizarre coincidence. Yeah, but it's, totally. Uh, you know, there's, there's more important things to worry about. <laughs> you know what I think we should do real quick? Should actually introduce your voices so <laughs> people know who's yeah. talking. So <laughs> so let me just make sure everybody, we, we, as people are listening, we know who's who. So Richard, why don't you say hi? Hello, this is Richard from Haken. And Charlie, who we have as well. Hello. I have a completely different voice, as you can hear. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're both, both from South London. <laughs> So, uh, well, okay, so let's let's actually get back to, to the new album. Uh, comes out June 5th. You released the first single, Prosthetic, which is just a monster uh, single. It's out now, and it's, it's doing really, really well. Um, go back to, uh, you know, you released Vector a couple years ago. Did you have the concept already back then that this was going to be, you know, sort of a sequel or two-part release was – were some ideas already written that you were saving? How did this all sort of, uh, you know, come together? Yeah, I mean, uh, shall I go? I never know who's going yeah, <laughs> to answer. Yeah, yeah just, uh, just decide. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, we had the idea of like a, the two-album thing before Vector. You know, it was like going into Vector, we, we kind of had the idea that it was, it was going to be a, a kind of complete, almost like a double album, but kind of writing it as as two separate albums kind of thing so it was um yeah since then we had the idea of like vector and virus and uh um so yeah i mean after we'd finished vector we i mean we did have some ideas uh, like kind of beginnings of ideas for songs for the second album you know certain we had certain sections that we kind of didn't fully develop on vector that we kind of saved um, you know, until we had more time to do it and, you know, um, until it, you know, sometimes it's just not the right time for an idea. You know, you have to kind of save it, save it up for later. Is, is this why, um, the albums are, I don't want to say short, but they're not like the full, you know, like 75 minutes. They're, they're both around like 45, 50. Was that sort of intentional to keep them like that length when you were putting these out? Yeah. I mean, we weren't really too conscious about the lengths as we were writing the albums, but, it just came about that way. Um, I think Virus is a little bit longer than Vector. But um, yeah, the, the main focus was just writing an album that we're all happy with. Uh, it just turned out that way. 
but back to what Charlie was saying, um, we had the song Kneel By Mouth on Vector, and that was initially around about 11 minutes from what I remember, but when we were listening back to the demo, it was just way too way too much and too intense because the song's quite full on throughout. So we thought we'd save some of like these really cool riffs that we had at the end of the old demo version. We thought we'd save them for, um, for Virus, and that actually formed like a whole bunch of ideas in the final song of Virus, uh, the Messiah Complex. So yeah, we had a few few ideas that we just wanted to save for the finale, I guess, mm-hmm. of, uh, of our second album. But um, yeah, I think it's a really exciting album as far as we're concerned. Probably some of the most exciting stuff we've ever written as a band. I agree. I mean, I've had a chance to hear it now, and it's it's just it's so good. I mean, the the Messiah Complex thing is just uh, gonna knock people off their seats. It's it's really tremendous. Um, uh, speaking of nil by mouth, I mean that's become a really f- a big fan favorite track. I mean live, it's just amazing, and it's one of my favorite songs you guys have ever done. Just something about it, the energy in that song. Um, you just want to punch something after you listen to it. <laughs> I think for like us, maybe not uh, Ross so much because it's a shame that he's not on stage with us whilst we're playing. I it. know, and you know, it's funny to to say yeah, he's, he's almost... backstage punching things. That's yeah. where <laughs> drinking tea and punching the wall. No, I, I I feel bad almost saying that because I I love Ross's voice and and how he sings and and the stuff that you guys do, but the, something about that song is just so unique and. Uh, just so killer man it's uh it, and live it just goes down so well yeah i mean um i'm pretty sure we all love playing it. it's definitely one of my favorites to play uh we played it on the whole of the the europe run with devon townsend then we played it on the, the u.s run which got cut short but um yeah it's always a really really fun part of the set to play and it's got some of the heaviest riffs we've ever written as a band so it's, that's always fun to do live yeah um, there's something about the new direction, I guess maybe we'll call it, of the, the these two records that seems to, to focus more maybe on, I guess, rhythmic sort of stuff rather than the you know the soloing and, and that sort of more traditional prog stuff. Is that do you know what I'm talking about? Is that am I correct in in saying that in, in the approach of the music? Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, I think we kind of focus more on the kind of riffs uh, nowadays, you know, like, uh, you know, and we kind of, we don't, I, I suppose we tend to only put solos in when they're kind of necessary, you know, like there's, I don't on Vector, there's hardly any solos, I think. Yeah. Um, on on uh, Virus, there's four guitar solos, I think. Yeah, I think we've got two each right. throughout the Two each, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that seems a bit different, but it still ends up being really still really technical in a completely different way so yeah so solos are the kind of last almost like the last thing we would think of for a section you know it's like uh uh sometimes you know we'll pull progression or a section is just crying out for solos right i guess just like over you know more recently we haven't written stuff that kind of wants a solo you know so it's just uh part naturally part of the writing the writing style we're doing at the moment. How much does the the production that that Nolly brings to this influence any of the writing? Because that's the other thing about these two albums that the production is just insane. Um, yeah, it's the loudest sort of bassy 
crazy, you know, energy coming out of the speakers from it. And, and, and he has a unique uh, talent for making that sound. Does that, does that make you write in a different way or emphasize those, those heavy, you know, seven string riffs or, or anything special in that regard? What do you think, Rich? Well, yeah, I could say, firstly, Nolly is a complete animal when it comes to mixing. Uh, the first album, Vector, Charlie and I went to a studio, and uh, from what I remember, he was just drinking this tea with honey in it, and just like chatting to us, and just kind of mastering this like amazing mix at the same time. It was incredible <laughs> to see him in action, and, and just for us to be able to be there, and um, you know, do stuff like reamping all of our guitar tones, through all of his like crazy amplifiers, mm. all of that was an incredible experience. Oh, but wow. in terms, yeah, in, t in terms of the writing, I think we just write the music that we want to play, and then we think like, who's the guy that can make this really come to life? And um, so when we're writing like the ideas for Vector and Virus, he was just the guy that we we just knew he would be able to um, do it justice, and he really did. Like I'm really happy with how it's sounding, just the guitar tones especially. Are, Really cool. We ran, uh, what did we run it for the Freedman? Do you remember mm -hmm. the episode that was the Freedman, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. It's called, uh, it's an app called a, the Freedman uh, HBE, which stands for Hairy Brown Eye. <laughs> which is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's actually the guitar uh, synth model that we, we actually uh, use through our Axe FX units when we play live. Yeah, so we've, been, we've been using like a virtual version of that for years. So this, so this time we actually got to use the real one. Yeah, so you guys haven't so. had actual amps on stage forever, right? Nah, nah. Yeah, that's so not cool. Since, and it sounds since. incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we can get the same the same tone every night. We don't have to mic anything up. There's no like bleeding on the stage, and also we can just carry it around in a laptop case and fly <laughs> anywhere. Just, it's just totally incredible that you can do that nowadays and like you say the tone sounds just like a tube amp so why not are you yeah. guys still uh, using that both using the kiesel or is that the brand uh i do rich uses you rich uses strandberg don't you oh, rich right. yeah. yeah they're quite similar looking guitars they um kiesel do a bunch of guitars but they have headless guitars and strandberg have headless only headless guitars so they're, they're quite similar in terms of their branding yeah. What uh, what makes those guitars special for you for your sound versus you know some of the other ones that are, are maybe more you know the Gibsons Fenders things like that? What what I know you guys have used these for a long time. What's what's special about these brands for you? Well, I mean, firstly, we use like eight string guitars right. for like the, the entire set, and um, I, I think it's really um, you know he sort of came from like flying shows and stuff like that whereas like we wanted to you know so if we had to if we had to go and fly to india like we have done for just for one day you know <laughs> and, and play a show then fly back the next day it's like we, you want to be totally kind of uh self-contained you know so it's like so like rich was saying we can take our our kind of fractal foot pedals in a laptop bag and uh because our guitars are headless they kind of fit in a kind of case that's looks just slightly bigger than a tennis racket mm. you know? so like you can you can take it on the plane and put it in the overhead and and uh don't have to worry about checking you know when you have to check things in it's like so nerve-wracking you don't know if it's even gonna arrive at the other end you know so right. it's uh 
So I think that's kind of why we started doing it. You know, it was like we want to be totally self-contained and be able to carry everything we're going to need for the show. And uh, it just became the thing, you know, like eight-string headless guitars. Um, makes a lot of yeah. sense, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, and it, it makes things a lot easier and you're able to, to do all these different kind of shows and you bring on less gear. And it's, I mean, you've really streamlined uh, touring in 2020, which has got to be, had made this way more affordable for you guys to do what you do. Yeah, I think we're just constantly thinking of ways we can streamline our whole setup. So we now have a unit where we have all of our in-ears running through this box on stage and we can control it, can control the levels from our phones even and iPads. Wow. Uh, which, yeah, it's crazy. So we can turn up the kick drum, for example, um, if, if a certain venue is just not working for us. So, yeah, stuff like that is um, with each tour we do, we're just developing that and trying to ultimately get that perfect setup. So that limits you, you know, you're, you pointing to the house guy in, in, in the back, you know, making these faces and, you know, with your fingers and stuff that you don't need to worry about that anymore. No, we're just trying to get full, full control on stage and uh, just leave our sound guy, Adam, just want to leave him to do his job of making us sound good from the front of the stage. And then we're just in charge for the most part of uh, controlling our sound on stage. That's really cool. I haven't heard of, of the, these kind of things that you guys are doing. I haven't heard a lot of bands doing that. That's pretty cool. Or maybe they are, but that's something that's been, been talked about to me very much. Um, so I want to get back to the to the album a little bit. Again, Virus comes out June 5th. Um, you know, what? how was the writing different for this one or, or, or has it evolved at all? I mean, I know Rich, you used to write the majority of stuff in the beginning. Now it's maybe more band writing together. Mm -hmm. Are you guys sending, sending yeah. files? Are you rewriting in a room? Do you meet up in a studio? What happened? It's definitely evolved a lot. And uh, over the last maybe like three albums, we've been like working really well as a team. Um, we've got this online space. I think we use Hightail is the name of the online space we use. And we just share projects. So we all use Logic Audio, which is a program for like writing and recording music. And we just share these projects with each other. One person might take a project and add a few ideas and send it back um, until we're kind of happy with like a rough blueprint or an arrangement of a song. And what we did on this album, Virus, we actually had a whole month when we were together on the bus on the Devon Townsend tour. So we just, um, before and after every show, we just spent like hours just working on refining these arrangements and making sure all the, all the vocals and the lyrics work within the arrangements and yeah that was quite a fun process actually we've never done that so intensively together in one room um for a whole month so it was, it was really cool with the way you guys uh the gear that you use and not having the amps and all that kind of stuff were you able to even record parts of the album on the bus with laptops and just do that uh i think i don't think we actually used it i mean we kind of basically set the bus lounge up as a kind of makeshift recording studio um so that was where you know we had kind of like ross had a mic set up and yeah we could record guitars to demo ideas and stuff like that so he kind of more or less really recorded the entire album in demo form uh, on the bus and then uh i don't think any of that actually made it to the final album but um so you still go to a, a studio afterwards and, and... yeah well, well, the way it worked was, 
well, we, we kind of, all, all the guitars, bass, and keyboards are done at home. So, like, really all you require uh, these days is, is a laptop and, like, logic and a audio interface, you know. And um, so the way we do it is we record our guitars, like, direct into the computer. And then, really, what you're recording is just, like, a dry guitar signal. So there's, you know, you can, you've got, like, software amps you can switch on and off. And so that dry signal then we give to Nolly, who then um, we go to his place and we do what's called reamping. So everything that we've recorded at home, we play it through a real amp. And so it's you're you're sort of getting the the best of both worlds. You know, you can sit at home and spend the time getting the takes you want, but you're not spending loads of money in a studio. You know, like um, you know, you can basically get the perfect takes. And then take them to Nolly Studio, and then run everything through an amp, and it will and it will sound just like it would if you uh, sat in an expensive studio hmm. for months, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. but, um, yeah, uh, and drums are done in a you know you have to kind of do it in a traditional studio, right? Um, but yeah, I mean it was kind of worked like that, you know. It was like we wrote and demoed everything on the on the Devin European tour. Um, we got home over the kind of Christmas and New Year period, recorded everything for real. And then um, we basically, our, our deadline for recording everything was basically imposed because we had the US tour coming up. So we had everything finished before the US tour. Um, Rich and I managed to go up to Nolly's for a day um, to kind of discuss tones and approaches and whatnot. And then a couple of days later, we flew to the U.S. and did the, uh, you know, the U.S. tour. And then meanwhile, Nolly was mixing and sending us mixes. And, you know, it was, it was kind of written and on, demoed in, on the European tour and then mixed on the U.S. tour. That's uh, it's very cool. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, really, really amazing way to do it. Um, the Messiah Complex thing, which is the five part uh, epic uh you know, that sort of is the second half of the record. Um, there's a, I don't want to give too much away on that, but so we'll leave the, the surprises and things in there. But uh, is, was that something that was a long time coming that, that part? I mean, was that sort of the focus of this album when you, when you started this record? It's a, yeah. I mean, for that song is probably like the hardest song we've ever written. So I'm looking forward yeah. to kind of digging in. <laughs> trying to yeah, learn pretty crazy <laughs> yeah there's some like crazy sections on there like i was saying we had some ideas um from um vector that we were saving especially for this album and then it was actually ray who started kind of penciling some ideas for this one so you could probably tell when you listen to it it's very rhythmic in in certain sections and yeah. um, so that was the kind of catalyst that started things and we kind of grew it from there but um, and we were just adding stuff over time throughout the whole process. It, the whole album took around about maybe I don't know, like eight months to kind of wrap up. And then throughout the whole process, we were just working on this one. And then, yeah, God, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy trying to play it live. But uh, <laughs> probably one of my favourite songs that we've done. So can't wait for people 
I love yeah. the uh, that the the first the first part of it, the ivory tower, the hook in that, the chorus is just so great. Um, that that's probably the first part when I was listening to it that just I got hooked on that real fast. Yeah, um, yeah, oh, these, cool. yeah, these these hooks they we go round in circles for for months trying to get that perfect hook. Sometimes it comes naturally, but I remember that one. We we had loads of different versions of this chorus, yeah. and then um, we all kind of just knew. The, when that that hook came, that was the final one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, really that's, that's that's really the important thing. Like once you've got a good chorus, then then you've got a song. You know, that's kind of how we think about it. You know, yeah. So that one, that's good to hear because, like, yeah, we, like as Rich said, we had like three or four different vocal melodies and kind of lyrics that we tried out over over that chorus. And wow, yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, and it's. Sometimes like you you sort of write something like um and you're kind of sure about it, you know. <laughs> like this is it, this is definitely mm. the hook. This is the hook, you know, and then you listen back a couple of day, days later and it's like nothing it doesn't hit you in the same way <laughs> anymore. So you just have to go back to the drawing board and Right. But it was yeah. definitely, you know, it was like you, we were kind of sitting in the bus lounge just kind of passing the mic around, you know, and it was like every everyone had to go at singing you know, uh, you know, ideas over different sections, you know, for the whole album. It was, uh, that was a really fun process to do, you know, everyone kind of uh, saying like, what about this? And then just kind of singing something. And then. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's take- pretty cool. That's interesting. You guys haven't done it like that before. Well, I think we've kind of um, done it from home before. So we'd like get an idea and just sing it, record it in, into our project and send it to the other guys. But because we were all together, we were just doing it together in the room um i just felt like there was definitely more emphasis on getting that perfect chorus line uh, on this yeah. album and it was uh, yeah like charlie said it was really fun um and yeah everyone had a go so there's definitely all of our writing on the album which is really really good fun that's cool how much of uh sort of uh i guess debate or sort of going back and forth on parts is just between the two of you being the, the guitar players where you you sit by yourselves and break down okay i'm going to play this during the verse this verse will play the same thing or maybe i'll play a you know a, a an octave or yeah I, I mean how much of of that is is between just the two of you on what you guys play uh we don't i don't think we really discuss it too much it's just um i, I suppose we're just sort of more thinking about the, the sort of overall picture of the song um, and uh, what it requires rather than what the guitars are specifically doing. Um, and of course, I like, will have a riff sometimes and sometimes it will be like, okay, well, here's where both guitars need to play the riff and, uh, you know, give the keyboard space or, you know, the bass can do something else there. Or, or you know, sometimes it will be, you know, like certain songs – where Rich will kind of take the reins more, you know, like um, uh, what's like uh, Canary Yellow, for example. Yeah. Like, well, Rich really kind of layered layered up most of the guitars on that song, and um, and then you know when we come to play it live, then we'll figure out, you know, okay, you do that part, I'll do, I'll do this part. Yeah. You know, so, and there's other songs where I'll kind of do the, do most of it. And yeah, I guess it's like. It feels quite intuitive sometimes we don't like charlie said we don't really sit down and actually talk through it i remember there was one time we were playing 
think it was our first ever clinic. We played yeah. in guitar, guitar in Camden, and we got there and we suddenly realised we haven't actually worked out who's playing what. And this was the <laughs> this was the first time we were playing these songs from Vector, and we played. I think it was Puzzle Box. Yeah, the good, the good doctor. Good doctor. We hadn't even discussed it. So, but luckily, we just kind of knew who was going to play what. And um, yeah, yeah, I just kind of we could just kind of assume like this kind of part. Our Rich will probably play that. Mm. So I'll do the other part. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. That sounds. It sounds like it would come sort of naturally for you guys at this point. It makes sense. Um, What's uh, what's going on with you guys now? I mean, you can't worry about when a tour is going to happen or, or, or what's going to be going on. And I'm sure getting this album out and promoting it is, is sort of a, a challenge now. You know, there's this, you can still do the, the regular, you know, phone interviews and stuff like that. But what, what else is sort of on the horizon and, and you, you know, what do you know and what, what do you not know? I suppose much like everybody else. I think um, we were kind of lucky that we got all of the material down and ready all the promo stuff like videos all of it's pretty much in place and the artwork and the master all of it was kind of there just before we heard this announcement that everything's going into lockdown yeah. so we we're kind of lucky in that respect that we had it all good to go yeah uh, like we actually did the video for prosthetic in boston yeah on a, on a day off on the devin tour <laughs> um just so <laughs> luckily we kind of slotted it in near the beginning of the tour otherwise yeah. We wouldn't have had a video, you know, so it was... Uh... That was like five days before we ended the tour, I think. And then uh, Vicente, the guy who did the video for us, he um, did a lot of the kind of storyline stuff a week later. And that must have been just a few days before everything went into lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah, we're kind of kind of lucky in that respect. So we've got all of that. We're going to be releasing um, over the next couple of months until we release the album. Uh, but we're just trying to think of ways we can keep in touch with the fans on social media. We've um, recently set up a Twitch account, and we've been uh, we did a Q and A a couple of days ago, and we're going to try and do another one tonight. Actually, after after this interview, um, we, we, it was good fun actually last time. So we're going to try and keep doing that quite regularly, mm-hmm. and maybe releasing little songs that we've made uh, in the meantime. So we just don't know when we're going to get back to touring. So. Yeah. We'll, keep active yeah are you guys uh discovering you know other other bands or music to listen to or you look you know going through maybe some albums you you hadn't had a chance to hear what 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 are you doing this to uh sort of pass the time well i mean we we both got children and (laughs) well there you go enough said (laughs) and schools are closed down so we've got to basically act act like teachers we're homeschooling our children at the moment yeah. which is taking most of our time so yeah yeah i'm with i'm with you there it's uh it's a challenge to keep uh keep them busy all day for sure yeah <laughs> well listen guys always good chatting with you uh you know i love the band i love everything you guys do and uh we this love album you is, too man this album yeah, is certainly too. incredible everybody's gonna gonna love it uh again virus june 5th and you know what you might Listen, a lot of people are pushing releases, not putting out stuff. There's not a lot out there. This might be a good thing for people to listen to the record. Give, well, them, yeah. give them something to do. I don't know. They've got Who time knows? to do it, so hopefully they'll like it. You never know. Well, they definitely will. Um, pretty excited, actually, to get it out there. Yeah. It feels like um, probably our most co- cohesive album. 
You know what's funny? I I like my favorite stereo. I don't know if you guys do this too, but I always uh, test things by the car, you know? And and, uh, go driving, you can listen as loud as you want and all of that. So, and it occurred to me, the other, yesterday I went for a drive for the first time in weeks. I had to, yeah. I, like, I haven't left the house. And, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I finally yeah. I put this on and I blasted prosthetic and it's like, holy shit, this sounds good in the car. I mean, yeah, yeah it does sound good in the car. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I think that's Nolly's test actually, like that he does the car test on all, all his mixes. Yeah, I always found that's the way a lot of people yeah. do it, even when when yeah. uh a hundred years ago when i used to try and be in a band you know we'd, get, we'd yeah. be in the studio and then we'd go listen in the car first you had to you had to first yeah. put it down to a cdr and then you know see if yeah. it see how <laughs> it sounded right yeah yeah funny all right guys be well now uh, you know we'll talk soon okay take it easy man all right man. Yeah. bye bye thanks to charlie and rich for the interview don't forget to pick up their new album virus it comes out on june 5th There's a couple of singles out right now, Prosthetic, and the one we're going to play for you now, Canary Yellow, for upcoming news and interviews. Please check theprogreport.com, follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter and Instagram, download the podcast on iTunes, and don't forget to check out the Prog From Home concert on YouTube. Thanks. Of wasted years fall into view